Aristotle stated, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence is not an act, but a habit. You're probably thinking to yourself right now, this dude's off his rocker again. What the hell does drinking water have to do with habits? Well, tune in today because I'm going to tie that knot in a hot second. Leaders are not born in a womb. They are forged through heat, pressure, and a whole lot of sweat. The Fire Forge Leader Podcast serves the audience through exploring leadership at work, in the community, and with the family. Using a practical perspective and real-life experiences from the host, Steve Baumgartner, and his guests in The Forge. Now, it's time to enter The Forge with the Fire Forged Leader. What is up, leaders? Welcome to the Fire Forge Leader Podcast, where I, Steve Baumgartner, will take you on a journey of the forge, discussing lessons learned on the front lines of leadership. Before I get in too deep today, let me tell you, I've been in a bit of a slump the last couple of weeks coming out of winter. I'm simply ready to hit some sunlight on my face again, jump in the pool. I'm ready to see some green growing back up on the leaves, on the trees, in the grass. This winter overall has felt a little bit longer than most. Not sure uh, why I needed to share that with you today, but my guess is that there's other people feeling that way, you know, the lack of sunlight or whatever it is. So stick in there. It's just right around the corner. So rewinding a week, uh, I hope you all listened in. I had a great episode. Victoria King was on. Amazing individual. I didn't know how amazing until I actually interviewed her. But really, go back and listen if you haven't. I share a lot of people's stories on here. And I do a bunch of sharing too. And if you're tuning in right now after you know catching previous episodes, obviously you're finding a little bit of value in this podcast. So if that's true, don't be selfish with this. Don't be selfish with the show. Go out there and share them with someone else in your life. You know, you know someone right now that could benefit from one of these episodes. And hey, I get it. Technological advances. I can't hardly keep up with them anymore. And I'm pretty tech savvy. But if you don't know how to share these podcasts, you can simply send them over to my website, which is www.fireforgeleader.com. So let's get the show kicked off here. As you all know, we focus in three different areas of life. We focus on family, we focus on community, and we focus on the workplace. So let me go back in history a little bit. If you've been tuning into this podcast for any length of time, you know that I have eight children. I have eight adult children, and then I have three younger ones. Well, my adult children didn't get the best me that they could possibly get. I don't even think that they really got the chance to have a good father in the home. Generally, what I did was I'd come home from work, I'd complain about some things, I'd sit down in, the, in a recliner and I'd watch TV, being a 
being a lump of crap, just watching TV all night. I wasn't intentional with my kids. I made myself believe in my head that I was being intentional with my kids because we were sharing a show together or what have you. My younger kids, on the other hand, we go outside, we play basketball, we ride bikes together. I do jujitsu with my son. We go out and play ball in the back. I take them on one-on-one dates to, you know, pancake breakfast, play games. Uh, I walk down the street, hold my daughter's hand, just listening to her stories and different things. But everything is much, much more intentional nowadays. My community outreach looks a lot different nowadays. Before it was non-existent. Now I go out and I speak publicly. I share my stories. I do, um, you know, faith-based group setting work. I work with other men. I do a lot of different things out in the community. I've been given these gifts and it is my responsibility to share them. Now let's talk about work. When I first joined the workforce, I was fired from a lot of different jobs. Once again, I was selfish. I looked for different ways to get out of work. I thought that everybody else owed me. I thought that the company owed me. That's a bunch of BS. The company doesn't owe me crap, just like I don't owe them the company crap. What I do owe them is I owe them what I signed up for. Now, let's make no bones about it. Every piece of employment out there in the job market, it is a simple contract. You have an employer and an employee. And there is a contract of a certain amount of skills being utilized in exchange for paying benefits. That's it. There's nothing beyond that. So what they deserve from me is that I give them the skills and I give them the time that I signed up for. And what they owe me is paying benefits. So today, my job looks a lot different than what it looked like in the past. I'm a leader. That's what I was hired for. So I intentionally win. I help improve processes. I help engage people. I help improve people. And ultimately, we move the needle. So switching gears again a little bit, the other day I heard a personal trainer, you know, yakking about how everybody should drink a gallon of water every day. doesn't matter your height, your weight, just drink the damn gallon of water, he says. (laughs) Believe me, I've done it. It definitely increases the energy levels in your body. It increases the amount of a clear mind, a crisp mind. But I don't believe for a minute that that's why they recommend this tactic to you. If it was truly the reason why they recommend it, they'd be dialing it in just like they do with calories, macros, you name it. If it's part of your diet and they want you to drink water, they'd be dialing it in. So what is the real reason? I'm going to tell you, if you drink a gallon of water, not caring about your height or weight, you're going to be full of something that's good, and you're not going to fill up on the junk. You're not going to fill up on things like beer, 
donuts, chips, pounding soda, or any of that other junk. It's also something that they can get people to do that's really easy. It helps show that person discipline and gets them on a better road of nutrition straight out of the gate. So let's apply that to the quote from Aristotle earlier. That quote being, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence is not an act, but a habit. So we are what we repeatedly do. Hmm. That sounds familiar. What about all them 80s and 90s commercials on TV that talk about we are what we eat. We are what we repeatedly do. We are what we eat. Mm, sounds fishy. So anyways, that a saying passed around the cat or floated around the past couple decades. And if I go a step further, I would say we are what we consume. So we are what we eat, what we drink, what we fill our minds with, what we fill our hearts with, and the list goes on and on. So you take the second part of that quote and he states, excellence is not an act, but a habit. And with that being said, a habit is what we repeatedly do. So basically, this is the same as that old saying that says, practice makes perfect. So if you put all that together, what I can conclude is that excellence is a choice. And you're damn right it is. So to be excellent, we have to have excellent habits or do what we repeatedly do. So the definition of excellence is going to be different for every individual on the face of the planet. So let's just use what's in our mind right now and build off that. So the purpose of the show, once again, is to build off from those three areas of leadership skills, family, community, and the workplace. So how do we do that? Well, I'm going to break it out today or I'm not going to break it out today, I guess I should say. Because I think if you constantly just work on yourself, that it comes out the same way in all three of those dimensions, the family, the community, and the workplace. But there's six different areas that you got to work on to be able to apply it in those three different dimensions. But if you work on these six different areas, then you get the whole package of self. So the first one is faith. I'm not here to tell any one of you listeners that you have to be a believer. But I will tell you today that being a believer has changed my life. The second one is the mind. We got to be solid in our minds. Do we get angry easy? Do we battle depression, anxiety, or something else? Do we have a scarcity or abundance mindset? 
Now, let me tell you, you can train this. You can train your mind. You can train your mindset. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes medication is necessary. But most times, we've just been trained to think negatively. Third one is is your body, or as I like to call it, and the Bible likes to call it, is the temple. Your body is a temple, whether you want to take religious meaning out of that or not. But guess what? It's also one of the top things that can keep you from living the life that you want. If you want to travel, if you want to go scuba diving, if you want to jump out of airplanes, those all have physical restrictions. It also can keep you from providing for your family. Can also keep you from defending someone else in this world. Or from someone slipping off from the side of a, a hill and you got to pull them back up. The fourth thing is, is your marriage. And you can take marriage out of there and call it your serious relationship, significant other, what have you. If it's that serious, go and get married. <laughs> If you're ready, I guess I should put it that way. But I'll tell you, when getting into marriage, and especially when you have kids together, there's an entire different dynamic. You can't just focus on yourself anymore. You got to think about the whole of that relationship. And if you want to keep this relationship healthy, oh yeah, by the way, it affects every other relationship then you got to work on it. Number five is family. And I broke this out separate from marriage because marriage is, it's the cornerstone of the entire family. The family is children, siblings, parents, grandkids. Family's huge people. But it's also very easy to take them all for granted. Don't fall into that trap. Be intentional with your family. And the last one is community. We all live here on this planet Earth. We all have gifts that we should be utilizing to make this place better. And don't get me wrong right now. I'm not talking about all this huge stuff that gets talked about in politics, global warming, or any of the rest of that crap. How about we simply share our gifts as leaders by going out there and being a leader at Scouts, speaking to young men and women in school, telling people our story, or even simply mentoring that new guy at work or wherever you're called to lead in your life. So how do we get started on working on these six things? It's actually pretty simple. Look at your life right now. Not 10 years ago, not 10 years in the future. Where are you right now? Look at those six points and what is backfilled in those areas that are keeping you from excellence. All right, I'm going to say that again. What are the things that have backfilled in those areas that keep you from excellence. For example, given my past, right? 
How much time are you spending in front of the TV with your family today? Be honest. Now compare that with how much time you went outside and threw a ball with your boy. That's probably a pretty big slap in the face, I'm sure, for a lot of people. Well, here's another one. Here's another slap in the face. Think about this when you're watching TV. Where are yours and your family's faces pointed? They're not pointed towards each other. They're pointed away from each other, toward a box. And then the interaction between family members is put on hold or put second to the show or movie. We're always saying, shh, the movie's on. Wait till commercial. Right? Our family's actually taking the back seat to the damn movie. So now don't get me wrong. I got a TV in my house. I'll say that again. I got a TV in my house. And TV's not inherently bad. It's how we utilize that TV that's bad. We do movie nights some nights, but it's not most nights. It's very infrequent because there's no family bonding time within it. All right, let me switch gears. What about your mind? Are you allowing yourself to be controlled by negative thoughts? Negative thoughts fill in the places that we don't control. So imagine someone, someone at work, you know, they blow up at you at work. It's damn easy, I'll tell you right now, to backfill that emotion of them blowing up at you at work with getting angry at them. Maybe even try and get even. So now what's harder and why we usually don't do it is that within our own mindset, we need to change. We need to stop and think, you know what? That's unlike old Joe just come up and blow up on me. I wonder what's going on in Joe's life, right? Being a little bit more selfless. And changing our own mindset. Maybe they have something going on at work. Maybe their marriage is broken. Joe and his wife's marriage. Maybe it's not even directed at you. Maybe you misinterpreted. Harder yet would be going up and going, Hey, Joe, that was really odd when you came up and you blew up on me today. Is there anything you want to talk about? You know, is is there something that I can improve on? So mindset is huge. All right. So if you go through this practice, right, what you're going to be doing is you're going to be looking for the weeds and you're going to want to pull those weeds. But what I'll tell you is that every time that you pull a weed, that the dirt falls back down into its place. All right, that could be fertile for growth. The dirt's not bad, but it can also be fertile for the weeds to come back. 
So what we got to do is we got to figure out what are we going to put back down in that hole so the weeds don't come back? And the answer is, once again, simple. What does excellence look like in the future in all of those areas? What does excellence look like in the faith spectrum? What does excellence look like when you're right in your mind? With your when you're right with your mindset, what does your perfect body look like? Feel like if you could have the best marriage on the face of the planet, what would that look like? What about your family dynamics? If your family was as strong as your family could ever be, what does that look like? And what does it look like when you're out there in the community sharing your gifts with others? Those are the things that you got to backfill the weed with. However, you can't just fill them with what it looks like at that point. You got to reverse engineer it and figure out what is that one step that you can start taking today and daily to fill that void by uprooting the weed. So let's recap that for a second. We're going to go out there and take a look at our lives today and figure out where the weeds are with our faith, with our mind, with our body, with our marriage, with our family and our community. Next, we're going to define what excellence looks like in those six different areas of the well. We're going to pull the weeds and we're going to backfill with the step that we can do today that helps us get us on the road to excellence. So drink your water, backfill those weeds, and be excellent, people. All right, go out there and lead with intent. And if you appreciate what you heard here today, I invite you to leave a rating and review and smash that dang subscribe button so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. So I want you to keep on joining us in the Forge as we explore more and more leadership concepts. We have guests on that share great leadership stories, and hopefully you get a couple laughs along the way. Once again, thank you for tuning in to the Fire Forge Leader podcast, and don't forget, lead with intent. You have just experienced the heat and pressure of the forge. Remember, words without action are meaningless. Now, after the heat of the forge, shape your thoughts, quench your brain, then put your new tools to use, adding to your leadership. Tune in next week for more lessons from the forge.